Thanks for joining us on the Southside Church Podcast. We seek to build real followers of Jesus, so we hope that you find this message both encouraging and insightful. Let's jump in. Hello, Southside. Great to be with you today. So excited to be able to hang out with you for a little while, share God's Word with you, encourage you, challenge you to take steps in your faith because Christianity, just sitting in a seat, is like salt sitting in a shaker. It's like a light, a flashlight that you don't turn on. Man, it is power that is not being utilized, and Jesus did not die for you to sit still. The Holy Spirit did not engage in your life and does not inhabit you for your gifts to atrophy so that they don't, they, they don't, they're not used, they just dwindle away. God gave you gifts, abilities, time, talent, and treasure to use for His glory, for your benefit, and for the lostness of others so that they would come to know Jesus. And so our mission here is to build real followers of Jesus Christ. That translates to a vision of making it real easy to go to heaven from right here where you are, and you are helping us do that today. And so I'm excited about that. Now, let's dive into the Bible, and let's ask, can I ask that? Yes, you can. And here are some of the things that you asked of us that we're going to cover today. How should I relate my faith to others? Another question was, how do I fit as a Christian into this world? And finally, why do we seem to lack a sense of fullness to life. How should I relate my faith to others? I would do that authentically and, and, and with passion and integrity in my life. How do I fit as a Christian into this world? The Bible deals specifically with that question. And why do we seem to lack such a sense of fullness to life? I believe it's this. I believe it's because something is missing. Something's missing from our life. Everybody's missing something. And so Jesus, he came to fulfill his calling, and he wants your calling to be lived out through his calling. And as a follower of Jesus Christ, he gave us the mission. He said to go into the world and preach the gospel. You can preach the gospel with your words. You can preach the gospel with your life. You can preach the gospel with the example that you live. He said go into the world and preach the gospel. He said, baptize these people in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I will be with you always, even to the end of the age. And so today, when we talk about something being missing, it is, man, something's missing. And so Vance Havner, a great preacher of old, he made this statement, and I love it. I love this statement and I, I've, I've used it before, and I've came across it here, and I thought, man, this is such a powerful statement. He said, we are not going to move this world by criticism of it, nor by conformity to it, but by the combustion within it of lives ignited by the Spirit of God. You and I are not going to move this world by criticizing it. 
And that's all we see today. We see criticism and complaining from both sides of the aisle, from all levels of government, from this way and that way, this group of people, that group of people. Everybody's got a problem and a pollution to add. We just don't have a lot of solution. And so here is the solution. You're not going to move the world by criticism of it. You're not going to move the world by conforming to it. We're going to see the world moved by the combustion within it of lives ignited by the Spirit of God. That's what we see in the New Testament story of the church in Acts. That's what we see in the lives of the disciples who were walking with Jesus in the days that Christ walked on this earth. I read this too, and I just thought, man, this is so true today when you look at the church of old. If the Holy Spirit was withdrawn from the church today, 95% of what we do would go on, and no one would know the difference. Let's go back to the beginning of the church in Acts if the Holy Spirit had been withdrawn from the New Testament church, 95% of what they did would stop and everyone would know the difference. Wow. It's a powerful statement. And it's true today. You can't move the world if you're going to criticize it and conform to it. It's going to move the world is your life and my life ignited by the power of the Holy Spirit in a way that just can't be contained, explained, or stopped? Today, how can we impact our world as Christians, as followers of Jesus Christ, as disciples? Because Jesus, that's what he called us, disciples. If you want to be my disciple, he said, then you've got to deny yourself, pick up your cross daily, and come and follow me. We like to call ourselves Christians. I get the name and see it, but Jesus wanted to talk about discipleship, and discipleship always carries action. And so how do we impact our world as Christians? The statement, the question alone, has, has, it, 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 is, it is anticipating answers or action to go along with it. Because if you're going to impact something, you're going to make a dent. You're going to make a positive uh, uh, indention into that thing. And so how do we do that? How do we positively impact our world as Christians? It's very simple today. We have to look at this. One of the problems that we see is that we have valued belief over behavior. In the church today, I think that's one of the problems that we face. We've valued what we know rather than what we do. And so we get fat with the knowledge that we have rather than exercising it, working out and getting lean and fit with our actions. And it's simply because we value belief over behavior. That's what we do. 
And that's, that's, that's what we see today all throughout the church, of the United, church in the United States of America. That is not the case worldwide, though. That is not the case today in the Middle East. That's not the case today in some of your Muslim countries where the church of Jesus Christ, Christianity, discipleship is growing and abounding, where people are losing their lives like they did in the first century church, like things you read about in the Bible, because they're making stands for Jesus Christ. Nobody's got to talk to them about having courage and making sacrifices for their faith. What they need is they, they need resources. They need, they need leadership. They need direction. They don't need courage. Here, we've got tons of resources. We've got all kinds of things at our disposal. But we've got a lot of people that just want to sit in their hands and wait on somebody else to do it because we value belief over behavior. See, I don't want us to be a, a, a place here where people just come and get fat. I don't want to be a cruise ship where we get on a cruise and take a vacation. The average person gains 8 to 10 pounds on a cruise. You know why? Because there's food everywhere. There is all over the place. You're on there to relax, to rest, to eat. Man, we're an aircraft carrier. We're an aircraft carrier where we're going to take airplanes, load them up with the mission, with the missiles to accomplish the mission and shoot them off to go and accomplish it and to come back and load up again. That's what Sunday ought to be. Sunday ought to be a time where you fill in the room, you engage in worship. The Spirit of God impacts your life through the Word of God. It changes your life. It puts people on your heart. You walk out of this place ready to impact your world Monday through Friday. And then you come back beat up or lit up, excited about what God's done or beat up by the devil, ready to get recharged, fill up so that you can go do it again. And if you do that over and over and over again, you find life, you find healing, you find hope, you find peace, you find joy, you find the passion that you need to go and make sure my behavior is honoring my beliefs that the Lord Lord is putting into my life. Today we're going to look at Matthew chapter 5, the middle of the, the beginning here of the Sermon on the Mount, where Jesus walks up on the side of a mountain. He sits down to teach his followers, and they're gathering around in this moment, and Jesus says this after what is known as the Beatitudes. He goes into this statement. Matthew chapter 5, verse number 13, he says, you are the salt of the earth. You, he's speaking to the people that are gathered around that are just now listening to him for the first time. He says, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt should lose its taste, how can it be made salty again? It's no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and trampled on by men. Jesus here is using a reference to salt. Now, our salt we use for flavoring. In their day, they used it for, for all kinds of different ways to preserve things, to add flavor. In different types of capacities, it's used, but they understood the analogy. You are the salt of the earth. You are to, you are to add flavor to this world. You're to do it in a way that brings honor and glory to God. He said, you are the salt of the earth. You are. But if it loses its taste... Can it be made salty again? No. He said, it's no good. You just throw it out and it's trampled on by men. He said, here, in our culture, in our world, we see it today. We value belief over behavior. Do you know what they did in that day and that time? 
They valued belief over behavior. They had a lot of religious leaders sitting around and debating what they should do and what they should say and what this meant and what that meant and what law they could add and what rule and restriction they could do and all these different things. They did a lot of talking. Jesus comes and he says, the time for talking is done. Let's put feet to our faith and let's go win the world. And today, we're sitting here today having this same conversation because some people that were gathered that day said yes. Some people that were sitting there that day chose to heed his advice, and they went with him. They chose to follow him, and it cost them something to do it. It's going to cost you something today. If you say yes and you choose to make a, a commitment to Christ, it always costs you something. It's going to cost you time. It's going to cost you talent. It's going to cost you treasure in every case. It's going to cost you something. But belief is only the beginning. Believing is only the beginning. The essence of becoming a follower of Jesus is to turn right beliefs into right behavior. Just saying you believe is just the beginning You've got to take that and do something with it. It's saying yes to God. It's saying yes in a prayer. Man, I'm going to say yes to Jesus. I want to be forgiven of my sin. I repent. I turn from my wicked ways. Now what? Do something. Do something. I am not a guy to sit back and do nothing. I'm going to do something. I might get it wrong more than I get it right, but I'm going to do something. And so I want to implore you to do that today. If you've never taken a step in your faith, do something. Man, do something. If you've never been baptized, do something. Get baptized. If you've never served in any capacity, do something and serve. If you've never given a tithe or you've never given an offering, do something. But man, get in a a group, learn, but put action to your faith. Why? Believing is just the beginning. Man, I want you to have right behavior. I mean, but, but, but I want you to have right beliefs, but that should translate into right behaviors. And so today, here it is, three steps to impacting your world. Three things today, based on Matthew chapter 5, that I believe can absolutely impact your world. Number one, we want to focus outward instead of inward. The church today has turned inward. We've turned inward to focus on what's on the inside, argue about our beliefs, all of these different things, afraid to go out, afraid that somebody might not like what we say, or we come out argumentative and we don't care what people say. And so we're just, we just look like this weird group of people. And, and, and we use verbiage that nobody else understands. We expect things and just look at, it's just crazy. Look, this is, how do we impact and change our world today? You focus outward instead of inward. Jesus said this, you are the light of the world. Not only are you the salt of the earth, he said you're the light of the world. It's like a city situated on a high hill that cannot be hidden. You can't, you, 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 you can't be hidden. You're, you're like a city that's set up high for everybody to see. You are the light of the world. If Jesus Christ lives in you and his light has shone unto you and has has allowed you to break free from your bondage and your sin and your addictions and your chains and you are free and you are experiencing new life in Christ, what are you doing with it? 
This is one of the greatest times of year for the church. I love it. We come back into a rhythm. People start coming back to church because they've been on vacation for two months. They come back in. They're getting into a cycle of serving and things like that. I'm going to tell you this. My desire, my pastoral heart to you is that everybody that calls Southside Church their home ought to find a place where they can serve and connect. Somewhere. Man, do something. And if it doesn't work for you, stop doing that and find something else. But do something. If this place is your home, make it your home. Make a difference on Sunday. Make a difference on Wednesday. Take what God is doing in our presence today and let it impact your world, your home, your neighborhood, your school, your place of work, everywhere you go. Man, go teach a, go, 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 go coach a, a, a rec ball team this summer and invite everybody to church. If your kid's out there and you're not coaching, then work the, the, the bleachers and invite everybody there to church. Let them come and see that you've got something that they need and share it. Why? What do we want to do with that? What are we doing? We're turning outward instead of inward. Jesus didn't say, he didn't say go to the church have everybody come to church. He said, go into the world and preach the gospel. Not bring everybody inside so they can hear the gospel. Go into the world and preach it. Jesus said, you're the salt of the earth and you're a city that is, is you are the light of the world. And if people don't, if, they, if we want them to hear and see, then they've got to see it from us. How do we impact the world? Number one, we got to turn outward instead of inward. Number two, we've got to let faith conquer fear. Everybody's afraid of something. Most people, you know what the number one fear of most people is? I would think it's death. It's not death. It's the fear of speaking in public. I'm telling you, it terrifies people. But there are people that are afraid of all other kinds of things too. Spiders, snakes, I mean, all kinds of stuff. The dark, I mean, people are afraid of everything. One of the greatest fears that we have when it comes to our faith is sharing it with others. I mean, you've got something to say, but we're afraid to say it because they might be able to out-debate us, or they may know more about the Bible than we do, or they may think we're weird. I can stop all of those with this one thing. They, They can't stop somebody with a changed heart. They can't out-debate or out-reason somebody that has a changed life. How do they argue with your story if it's your story? And Jesus, when he enters your life, he did it to transform your life, to make it a better life, a productive life, a faith-filled life, not a fearful life. Look at what Jesus said. He said, nobody lights a lamp and puts it under a basket. Nobody does that. And instead, they put it on a lampstand. And it gives light to everybody that's in the house. He said, what's the point of having a light if you're not going to let it shine? If you're going to have a light, don't cover it up. Put it on a lampstand and let it give light to everybody in the house. If we're going to impact our world, we've got to turn outward instead of inward. We've got to let faith 
conquer fear. And finally, we've got to replace apathy with passion. Passion. It's one of the greatest times of the year. We're moving into football season. Come on, somebody. Go dogs. Sick them. I love it. I love, I'm passionate about this. I love it. And, and, and there's going to be about 100,000 other people in Athens on a Saturday, and they're going to be just as passionate, probably even more. But we've messed it up in some way where we can find more passion for a football team than we find for a Savior that hasn't just changed a season. It hasn't just changed a life. He's changed our eternity. We've lost it. We've missed it. See, it's, it's not enough to be a, just a decider of Jesus. He wants you to be a disciple of his. And Jesus didn't call us to be a group of people that retreat from the pain of the world. He called us to be people that would engage with the pain of the world because we have hope and an answer for it. Jesus said in the same way, let your light shine before men so that they may see your good works but give glory to your Father in heaven. Today, today we have to understand something about the day and time in which we live. We are God's plan A for reaching the world. And there is no plan B. There's not a, another plan. Jesus came to show us the way. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You want to go to the Father, you got to come through me. Then, when you make that decision, he said, you got to deny yourself. Pick up your cross daily and follow me. And I want you to go into the world. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will be my witnesses all the way to the ends of the world. To the world. There is no plan B. This is your shot, my shot. Two things today. How can we be the salt of the earth? I would tell you, speak up, act out, light it up, and take ground. Speak up, act out, light it up, take ground. How, if I'm the salt of the earth, how do I do that? Speak up, tell somebody your story, act out. Take your action and put it out there. Do something with it. Light it up. You are the light of the world and go take ground from the enemy. We all got one of these. You got it with you. I know you do. We'll go to Athens and we'll do this. We'll take this light and we'll turn it on in the fourth quarter and they'll start throwing their arms like this. It's creepy. It's weird, but it's really cool because the lights come down and you got one. Take it out. Hold it up and say, you know it. I mean, I can do it. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine.
This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Hide it under a bushel, no, I'm gonna let it shine. Hide it under a bushel, no, I'm gonna let it shine. Hide it under a bushel, no, I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. I can keep going. Don't let Satan it out. Let it shine. Hide it, shine it until Jesus comes. I'm gonna let it shine. Listen, if we're gonna be the church that's gonna make it real easy to go to heaven from right here where we are, then today, make a decision in your heart to speak up, act out, light it up, and go take ground in the name of Jesus. So no matter where you are today, whatever's going on in your world, whatever's happening in and around you, if you don't have a church home or you're away from church and you're wondering, man, is there a church? Is there a church that's real, that lives out who they are, who God wants them to be. And I don't know about a lot of other churches, but I know about this one. And I would tell you, if you live anywhere in our area, near the Redstone or the Commerce Campus, come and see for yourself. Come and be a part of what we believe God is allowing us to do in these places. Turn, turn the, the computer off. Turn the phone off. And come find a seat, find a place Find an opportunity to connect and grow and then to serve and use your gifts, your talents, your abilities, your time, your talent, your treasure to impact this world for the name of Jesus. Come on, come go with me and let's go make a difference together. Have a great day. If you made that decision today to say, yes, I do wanna choose Jesus. I do wanna acknowledge him as my personal Lord and Savior. Congratulations, we could not be more excited for you. And we want to help you in that process and answer any questions that you might have and provide you resources. To do that, simply text Jesus, that's J-E-S-U-S, to 706-449-0870. And one of our pastors on staff will be in touch with you because we want to help you as you walk out your faith. If you thought, you know what, I would like to contribute to all that God is doing in and through Southside, I would like to partner with Him. You can do that in three simple ways. First, you can text GIVE, G-I-V-E, to 706-449-0870. Secondly, you can do it on the Southside app in the GIVE tab. Lastly, Southside.online. You can do it through the GIVE section on our website. Thank you so much for being here with us today, and we hope you have a great rest of your week.